Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. And good morning. Welcome in. We are the Out of Bounds Show, ESPN 105.9 The Zone, driven by the Ram Trucks at Mack Hike and Flowood. MackHikeFlowood.com for your next pre-owned or new SUV or truck, including the Ram trucks at Mack Hike in Flowood. We're streaming live on the Out of Bounds radio app, and we welcome in our friend, National College Football Analyst with ESPN, also head of recruiting. Tom Luganville joins us on the Modelo guest line. Lug's Mania, how are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you? I've, I've been on a, a whirlwind over the last two, three weeks. I'm, uh, right now, I'm at Elon University in North Carolina with my son for a uh, football camp. Oh, cool. And uh, so I've been bouncing around all over the place. I had to go to Hawaii for work. I know you all feel terrible about that. And then, Tough uh, stuff. I had a co- yeah. And I had a COVID makeup trip with my family over the last six days that was actually booked three years ago. <laughs> so I've been busy lately, man. Oh, uh, how was Hawaii? It was really good. You know, it's it's interesting, and I don't know if we've talked since that, um, and I don't know if you're aware of, you know, what's transpired over in that state over the last three years, but the, the, the pandemic really crushed and destroyed a lot of athletic and academic opportunities for high school student-athletes over there. You know, the vast majority of high school football players have not played a full season of high school football in the last three years. So you have all of these islands with pretty darn good high school football, and now these kids can't get recruited because they don't have anything to put on tape. So our group at the UC Report, um, we went in there and we put on a basically a, a day-long clinic and combine and recruiting seminar for kids and their families we ended up having over 400 high school kids. We had almost 200 middle school kids 
to hopefully get some data on those kids to to get out to universities on the mainland and and maybe help you know bring some attention to those kids that you know to no fault of their own because of the pandemic haven't had a chance to play football. Wow. Okay, and what town were you in? Or towns? Cities? We were on the island of Maui and and what was unbelievable was I would say almost three quarters of the high school kids were kids that flew over from other islands. Wow. That's how important this, yeah, that's how important this was to them and their families. And, you know, we were able to put together a, you know, a recruiting seminar, everything from academically, what do you need to be involved in the different levels of college football, uh, social media presence, you know, kind of put together about a 35 minute PowerPoint that I do with, with, with families and kids and, and kind of presented that to them. And it was, it was really, it was very enlightening, but it was also very gratifying and rewarding because you take for granted sometimes when you're over here on the mainland and you live in Atlanta or you live in Dallas, you live in Orlando or Houston and, you know, you know, cancer being run by somebody just about every weekend and you have access to attend to those camps and you've been playing high school football for the last two to three years. These kids have had none of that. And so mm-hmm. I think it was a, a a big success for us. Hope to go back next year and the year after. Oh, that's great. Tom Luganbill on the Out of Bounds show. All right, let's uh, let's pivot and talk Southern Cal and UCLA to the Big Ten. Where were you? What was your reaction as someone who played uh, Power 5 QB at Georgia Tech and had been in the game for a long, long time? My reaction is that in order to survive – in the college football landscape as it currently stands, everybody's looking to position themselves to bring in more revenue. And, you know, when you start to look at what is divvied out amongst not only the Big 12 programs, but particularly the Pac-12 programs from an individual revenue standpoint, how do you blame USC and UCLA? I mean, they, they've got to do what they did. Um, it's going to be about survival. And as we keep going down this path and the music starts to stop, there are going to be a lot of people from a financial aspect, a lot of universities that are going to be left without a chair when the music stops. And so you have all of this jockeying and in, in this positioning from programs that they know they, they, they have some equity they have some stature, like an SC does, like a, US, a UCLA does, and they are coveted, all right? And so when you take a look at, okay, well, what could be the next dominoes to fall? You look at Clemson, you look at Florida State, you look at Miami. Um, what's going to happen with a program like a Washington and, and an Oregon? SC and UCLA saw an opportunity to get out while the, while the getting's good, and I don't blame them. Who, who could blame them? from a sheer financial perspective. Now, the one thing that I've been kind of just chuckling about and and been commenting on from a tongue-in-cheek perspective is get ready for a lot of noon Eastern or 11 Central kicks. And if you're USC and UCLA, depending on how the schedule lays out, get ready to go into Madison, Wisconsin in late uh, November. Get ready to go to College Station, or excuse me, to uh, State College in late November, you're going to go into some climates that you haven't had to deal with before. And you're also going to have to play in some kicks that are going to be not overly customary to what you're used to. So the thing, I think this thing is going to be fun. I, I think do it's too. A, a sign of, 
I think it's just a sign of things to come. This is this is a tipping point. We're going to see more and more of it, and everybody's going to start jockeying for financial survival. I have to tell you about this game-changing product I use before a night out with drinks. It's called Z-Biotics. Let's face it. After a night out with drinks, I don't bounce back the next day like I used to, and I have to make a choice. I can either have a great night or a great next day, and that is until I found Z-Biotics. Every time I have a Z-Biotics before drinks, I notice a difference the next day. Even after a night out, I can confidently plan on hosting this show and being awesome without worry. Look, I won't lie. I was a bit on the fence about Z-Biotics initially, but then while hanging out with friends over cocktails, I gave it a shot. And believe me, it is the real deal. Go to zbiotics.com slash OOB to get 15% off your first order when you use OOB at checkout. Remember to head to zbiotics.com slash OOB and use the code OOB at checkout for 15% off. Thank you, Zbiotics, for sponsoring this episode and our good times. Life's better with American Family Insurance. Because our home policies help protect your dreams and come with peace of mind. Save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote, find an agent at amfam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit amfam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Yeah, you know, the Big 12, it it, it now looks like the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are at some kind of standoff. Like, who's going to grab which? Does the Pac-12 survive and grab Big 12 teams, or does the Big 12 survive and grab Pac-12 teams? And and then I think also, Tom Luganbill, that Clemson has attorneys, Florida State, Miami have attorneys that are trying to, I I don't know if you can go here because of where you're employed, but into Grant... Uh, grant of yeah, rights in 2036 sure. yeah. and, and they they signed over all their stuff as you know to espn disney and so i there's a lot of moving parts as to how you know this could look and who could be the third conference luke depending yeah there are and listen at the end of the day uh these institutions they'll be prepared to go to court if they have to um and they will be in a position to i think you know, especially a program like a Clemson, like a Miami, like a Florida State, uh, you know, with, with some clout and some stature and some backing, um, they they are going to either want to be a part of the SEC, potentially be a part of the Big Ten. And by the way, we, we, we need to now once and for all eliminate any line of thinking that has to do with, with a regional aspect. Those days are over. Yeah. Regions and and boundaries – and rivalries and all those sorts of things mean nothing anymore. So we got to get past that. We're not going back to it. That part's over. That's why conference affiliation, anybody that starts talking about, well, I don't know, they'd be a better fit because to the SEC. Why? Because of where they're located? That, that doesn't mean anything anymore. Now it's all about money. So where's the best landing spot financially? And listen, if you're the Big 12, you just added for your survival over a year ago programs from the group of five level. I don't think that, I mean, yes, it's, it's Cincinnati and UCF and 
you know, Memphis and Houston, are those, are those prominent group of five programs? Yes. Are they more prominent than Oregon, Washington, Arizona State, Arizona? Uh, Utah, I think, is going to be highly coveted in all of this. No, they're, they're not. And so you're right. It, the, where the Pac-12 goes, where the Big 12 goes, um, and, and who's left standing, I think that's, it's going to be fascinating to watch that unfold. And, of course, people are telling us that um, this could all come down to Notre Dame, Tom. And when, if and when they decide to join, I guess, the Big Ten, I just don't think them they will ever strongly consider the SEC for a variety of reasons, even though the SEC is a million times stronger academically today than it was 30 years ago with, with Florida and, and Georgia and A&M and Texas and Vanderbilt as a private. But, uh, you know, we're told by athletic directors that it, it's it, a lot of this, the next run for the SEC and the Big Ten really comes down to what, what Notre Dame does in the next year, two, three years. Oh. Yeah, and, and listen, you know, Jack Swarbrick kind of showed his hand and kind of sent a message to everybody when he very clearly came out and said, listen, a couple of things that would impact this is a television rights deal going to be equal or superior to what we currently have? Is our path or inclusion to participate in the college football playoff going to be equal to or better than we, what we currently have? All right. Those are, those are very realistic areas that would have to be addressed. He's not hiding that from anybody. So he's sending the message to the SEC, to uh, NBC, to the Big Ten, that in order for us to even be in this conversation, there's, there's a couple of things that have to be addressed first and foremost, and he's telling them exactly what they are, which, you know, listen, that makes sense. And so, yeah, is it a big domino? I, I think it is. Um, you know, I, I think what's going to be interesting, too, is, um, when you look at all of this, the one team that I think is interesting that doesn't get mentioned in all of this is Stanford because Stanford has a rivalry tie to Notre Dame. Stanford has an academic tie and a profile with the Big Ten in, in, in the same realm as the, as the Northwestern. And when you think about Stanford, don't you kind of think about a team that just kind of fits like they kind of they look like a Big Ten team, they play like a Big Ten team. I, I think that's going to be an interesting position for Stanford to see if they can sell and get included in something because of the tie to Notre Dame and because of the profile they bring to the equation. Because I think the exact opposite could potentially happen with the SEC. I mean, is it only a matter of time that that the SEC says? Hey, Vandy, listen, it's been a great run, but we don't need you. You know, at, at some point or another, is is that conversation going to have to be had? Hmm. Interesting. Um, so if you had to bet on it today, would you say Notre Dame jumps in in the next couple of years, the Big Ten? Especially if they're left uh, out of the, they, Look, if they're left out of the college football playoff, or if they believe that that will that vote will come down in the next couple of years where the two commissioners, whoever it's going to be, but let's say Sankey and Warren say, you know what, we're not just yeah. going to grant them that. And we're going to kind of force their hand. You know, that, that could be yeah. the tipping point. Luke's. Yes. 
I think that that's the, what you just said right there would be the one thing that could push. They Notre Dame right now because they're under contract. They have the ability, I think, for a little while to play the slow game here. But eventually, at the end of the day, if this thing all goes in the direction of two absolute super conferences, then those two commissioners are not likely to just sit there and say, okay, well, just because you're Notre Dame, you get to play in the same group with us without joining us. Mm-hmm. So I do think that that could, could, could become a very real uh, situation for Notre Dame. But I don't think it's tomorrow. And I don't think it's next week. And I don't think it's next year. Okay. Uh, how many games, if any, I don't, I don't, have you called it? I mean, I know they're with NBC, but what, Notre Dame. Yeah. I've done, uh, I did Virginia last year. I did NC the, state. The during ACC Hurricane Matthew, if you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. So I've done, I've done Notre Dame. I think I've done three games of theirs in the last five years, but you're right. I mean, you, you just, you don't have many opportunities, but because we're an ABC crew, when they play on the road, you know, our company generally is going to put them on ABC. Yeah, uh, especially with the eyeballs they draw. So, yeah, um, I saw the Andy Staples article this this week, and we've been referencing, uh, you know, Notre Dame sixty seven to sixty eight games, a million plus, fifteen of those five million plus uh, eyeballs, and so on. So, how many have you called in South Bend? Zero. Zero. Nobody has. That's because of the Think NBC thing. Nobody has. Okay, got it. Yeah. All right. Yeah. I was going to ask you what that was. You know, to me, Mike, Mike, Mike Tarico, Drew Brees, uh, uh, who is uh, Doug Flutie? They called a lot of them. <laughs> so, I, you know, it, it's still amazing to me that they've got the brand power they do. I, I've I've thought of them as a. I mean, I, here I am in the SEC. We love it, and we watch games all day, or we travel around the league, and uh, but yet they still draw, Tom. But I wonder if it's more 50 and older, 60 and older, because like I was talking to Blake, who's 30 and he's like, I don't, I don't think my guys 30 and under care about that whole Notre Dame shine and brand. How do you see it? I totally agree with that. I do think it is, there is an age demographic tied to the draw, tied to the attention that's given. Um, I do think also that gets handed down and passed down through, that's you true. know, Catholic families um, and, and, you know, the the next generation there. But as far as the overall, let's just say, 15 to 24 demographic over the last 25 years of college football relevancy through the lens of a high-profile prospect, through the lens of a 10-year-old, 15-year-old, 18-year-old, or 5-year-old, I think it's dramatically shifted. Mm-hmm. Um, and what what has what has created challenges is when the SEC started to you know begin its dominance when they formed two divisions and you know from ninety two essentially through the early two thousands and then now what we have um, what did kids of that era grow up identifying with mm-hmm. it wasn't Notre Dame in nineteen eighty eight it wasn't Notre Dame in nineteen seventy six it was Alabama, Florida of 96. Right. Okay. It was Florida State and Miami of 99 and 2001. And so a lot of this, ha- the, the draw and the familiarity and the following, a lot of it is re- age related just because as the decades go by and the eras bypass, um, you know, I've said this, I've said this forever about kids out West in the state of California. You know, you're sitting there. And you're going, how does a kid in Southern California, how does USC lose a kid to Clemson? How do they lose a kid to Alabama? How do they lose a kid to Miami? 
Well, think about it. When that when that kid age five uh, five to let's just say seventeen, when that kid's a football player and he's growing up, who are the dominant programs in college football right now? Exactly. Ohio State, Alabama, Georgia, Miami. So it's not USC. So that again, it's it's what do they identify with? Yeah. All right. Tom Luganville, National College. By the College. way, by the way, real quick. Yeah. Real real quick, Bo. I think it's interesting too, and this has gotten glossed over in all of this. You know, there's been a lot of criticism of, you know, Lincoln Riley and why he decided to take the USC job and things of that nature. And you you know, you look at it on the surface and it's easy to say, okay, well the path to the college football playoff is gonna be a lot easier. Um, you know, he's going from a non line of scrimmage league to another non line of scrimmage league. Mm-hmm. Well, that's coming into an end now. That's true. Because now both SC and UCLA are going into a line of, line of scrimmage league. That's a great point. Big time. That That is a great point. Uh, and not just Ohio State and Penn State, Michigan, Wisconsin. No. And Iowa and some others are beasts in the line of scrimmage. Yeah. All right. I don't know if you have evaluated this guy, but I got to throw it out because Mississippi State people are, are hitting me. Uh, Chris Parson is a quarterback out of Brentwood, Tennessee, and he just decommitted from Florida State. And there are right. strong yeah. rumors that Leach and his offensive staff, his his grandparents live in Starville, Mississippi, Luke's, and yeah. they've been on him. But you know, FSU was there. He decommitted from FSU this week. There's talk that he's coming back to Starkville for their big air raid camp or whatever they call it uh, in July 29th. Have you evaluated him? Do you know anything about Chris Parson? Yeah, I have. He's in our ESPN 300. I actually had the opportunity about, uh, oh, six weeks ago to work with him personally um, in, a, in a camp setting. Uh, Florida State actually deserves a lot of credit on this one because he's a little bit undersized, but he's extremely talented. So give them credit for identifying it early because they did. They offered that kid before anybody else, and obviously I think – you know, the attention to that, you know, probably led to an early commitment just to make sure he's in a position to have a spot to go. He participates in the Elite 11. Um, obviously, spring football and coaches getting out on the road helped enhance his recruiting profile. Really gifted, both athletically and with his arm. He's just not very tall. But, I mean, that's it's not as big a deal as it was before, sure. right? We used, to, we used to place such a negative stigma on that. And now, if you're 5'11", 6 foot, who cares? You know, if you're talented, you're talented. And so... I think early on in the recruitment process for him, if he was 6'2 and had his skill set, he would have been very, very highly coveted early. But he's one of those guys that I think is going to see the vast majority of his recruitment come from this past spring into the summer and then going into the fall of the senior year. All right. So you like him. You think he's got talent. Yeah. And he could develop into sight. So Mississippi State is on him hard. Uh, and we'll see if, if – you know, what he decides to do, but people feel like MSU is, is in the lead. And for our listeners, Chris Parson out of Brentwood, Tennessee, is in the ESPN 300. So, um, and and you know what? There are room, there's some, there's some discussion that Cliff Kingsbury and Lincoln Raleigh have had uh, several, con- well, they know each other, obviously, but they've had several conversations mm-hmm. with Mike Leach as of late, and they have nudged Leach a little bit to 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 tell him get an athlete. Yes, yeah, you, you, you're. They both <laughs> recognize he's amazing at that position, but to get a guy yeah. who's a little more athletic. When you hear that, what are, what are your thoughts, Tom? 
Well, take a, take a look at what Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, a lot of these guys have done in that scheme that have added a dimension that Mississippi State doesn't currently have. And the reason why those coaches, if there's tr- truth to, the, the, to that notion, the reason those coaches are doing that is they're probably, you know, alluding to the fact that in the current state of the true air raid, you know, we've talked about this before, you have very little semblance of a run game. You add in an athletic quarterback, you now force the defense have to defend the run. You don't have to force the defense to do that if you've got a non-runner at quarterback. So it makes a lot of sense if, if those rumors are true. All right. Uh, Tom Lugan, Bill, on the Out of Bounds show. Uh, Elon College is in South Carolina? North Carolina. North Carolina. Facility. They were a Yeah, they were a Division II program. They moved up to the FCS level and made a couple of playoff appearances. And like I've told you, my, my son is very realistic about what his ability level is. So we're hitting camps that uh, he knows he could have a chance to play at. How much fun is that for you? I know you're having fun with that. It's awesome. Let me tell you something. It's awesome because I spend the majority of my time evaluating everybody else's kids, right? right. And having to make, <laughs> you know, object uh, really, and having having to make objective, you know, decisions on people and kids that I don't know. I have to go off of what I see, uh, who we talk to. We have to go off of performance, and just like you know, the thing in in, in Hawaii. One of the things that I really stress to these families is there's a reason why there are different levels of college football. And that's because there are different levels of talent. And the most difficult thing to do for most prospects is to look in the mirror and realize and admit to themselves that, Hey, I may want to play at Alabama. I may want to play at LSU. I'm never going to play there, but that doesn't mean that there aren't places that don't give out scholarships that you can play at. And fortunately I've been able to get that across you know, to my son, I hope I get it across to all families and kids that, that we visit with, because whether it's the FCS, whether it's the group of five, whether it's division two, to have your education paid, paid for to play college football is a real, real privilege. And so you got to take a look in the mirror sometimes and say, hey, maybe I can't play here, but I could play at Furman. Yeah, you know, I could play at Louisiana. I could play at Middle Tennessee State. Those things are important. No doubt. I agree with you. It is a privilege. And all right, buddy. Have a have a great week with your son. It was good to have you back on, and I hope we catch up again next week. Sounds good, man. Look forward to it. All right, see you, bud. Tom Luganbill on the Corona Premier Guest Line, brought to you by the Premium Cigars at Havana Smoke Shop, across from Shaggy's at the Reservoir and I fifty five North Frontage Road. I had an Oliva G. From Havana Smoke Shop last night on the back porch. And it was delicious. The show is also powered by the number one commercial roofing company in Mississippi. Independent Roofing Systems. Roofing.ms. The president of that company. It's his birthday today. Happy birthday, Joe. It's lunchtime at Tim Hortons, and we're serving up a special deal just for you. Our new $5.99 lunch deal includes your choice of any lunch sandwich and a side of crunchy kettle chips. Because what's lunch without a little crunch? And the sandwich choice is all yours. Like a ham and Swiss, Chipotle chicken wrap, BLT, and more. Made to order just the way you like it. Tim Hortons' new lunch deal. Simple, delicious, and just $5.99. Now that's a good deal. Only at your neighborhood Tim's. U.S. only. Price and participation vary. Terms apply.